In this video, I'm re-reviewing the iPhone 13 series, mini, no modifier, pro, and pro max. Everything I've been testing since just after Apple announced them almost three months ago. And I'm gonna tell you what I've come to just all caps love and a couple things that I just low key kinda hate. And the MacBook Pro re-review is coming up next. So Falcon punch that subscribe button and let's go. Battery life on these iPhone 13s is sick, ridiculous, obscene borderline offensive. Even the iPhone 13 mini, which in the previous generation was a daily driver simply because it could not, would not last all the way into the night, can now pretty much go until the evening without a red line. That is if you're really only using it as a tiny actual phone phone, you know, like you work all day on your main Mac. So the last thing you want to do is keep on working on your phone, like just for messaging and keeping you connected on the go. Now it can go. And then there's the iPhone 13 Pro Max, which is not just an all day and all nighter anymore. It's damn close to being a weekender, a binger, just rack up Hawkeye or Book of Boba and let it play through the day. Yes, sure. If it's your primary computing device, if you're doing a ton of camera work or playing a bunch of really heavy games, you can still kill it in a few hours, like screen super bright, all the radio screaming, GPU on fire. But for daily mixed use, you can now legit get a couple of days in. And for the regular 13 and the 13 Pro, they're just in between both those extremes. The 13 for those who want something a little bigger and a little longer lasting than the mini, and the 13 Pro for those who want something just a little smaller, but still every bit as capable, if not quite as monstrously long lasting as the Pro Max. And all of that is thanks to physically bigger batteries, sure, but also a colder, more efficient A15 chipset. And on the Pro models, an adaptive display that doesn't just ramp up to 120 hertz, but all the way down to 10 hertz, which is like going from chugging pints to barely sipping espresso. So with the iPhone 13, now you really do get the fastest ultra mobile chip on the planet with enough overhead for half a decade or so of software updates. On the Pro models, the first proper, no compromises on brightness or color management or anything, high refresh rate display, plus the best battery life in the business. So what's well, not to love? Well, Apple went and added ProRes 422HQ video to the iPhone 13 Pro. That's Apple's professional high quality video codec, the one used by Ari and Blackmagic and, and a lot of pro video gear. And the iPhone can record up to 4K30 at, get this, six gigabytes per minute. And no, that's not a verbal typo, a three minute ProRes clip will just killing word 18 gigabytes of your storage. And I've got a whole entire video up that breaks down just exactly how ProRes works. And I'll drop a link to that in the description right below the like button. But suffice it to say, it is a staggering amount of data, which Apple addressed just fine at the right stage with the A15's new fast as in speed force fast storage controller and SSD system. So you can get those massive ProRes files just recorded to your phone without dropping so much of a frame. Getting them off again, not so much, not nearly. Now, I'm not even gonna get into the whole debate about USB-C versus Lightning because nerds clearly want the standardization of USB-C and the mainstream, well, if you try to change their cables again, they will cut you. But at the end of the day, USB-C and Lightning are just physical plug shapes. That's what all the USB A, B, C letters define, the physical plug shape, that's it. And those can be dongled for days. No, oh, I've been doing it for a decade. But the numbers like 2.0, 2.1, 3.0, 3.1, those numbers define the speed. And the shape here is just nowhere nearly as important as the speed. 
because USB-C can handle Thunderbolt-like speeds, USB 4 speeds of up to 40 gigabits per second anyway, like on the iPad Pro, but even the USB 3.1 Gen 1 speeds, five gigabits per second, like the iPad Air, would be welcome relief, respite at this point, because the current lightning protocol, the current lightning cables, with very few exceptions, are capped at USB 2, or just under half a gigabit per second, which is like trying to empty a river with an eyedropper. Now, Apple is rumored to be working on an ultra-fast wireless transfer protocol for a future portless iPhone, maybe as soon as the next version, which is fine, <laughs> terrific even, but like Battlestar Galactica or The Matrix, pros typically prefer the reliability of hard lines. Whether that's USB-C or Lightning 2, again, I don't care. I can deal with the plugs, but there's nothing any of us can do about the lack of speed, which is why if Apple could get ProRes-capable media engines and ProRes-capable storage controllers built into the iPhone 13 this year, it's just beyond frustrating they couldn't get as capable an I.O. controller built in to support that feature this year as well. Because the camera system, the overall camera system on the iPhone 13 series is just incredibly well-rounded and overall really, really well done. All of them have fantastic wide-angle cameras now with in-body image stabilization or IBIS across the whole entire line and even better ultra-wide angles across the entire line, especially so in the Pro models. That doesn't mean I don't have any issues with them. For example, you still can't toggle HDR video in the camera app the way you can live photos and you still can't choose to airdrop the SDR tone map rather than the HDR version. Again, the way you can live photos or metadata, which has caused just a ton of problems for a ton of people, especially given the ongoing lack of maturity in a lot of HDR workflows. And the 3X jump on the pro telephoto camera can be really aggressive, like requiring a lot of sneaker de-zoom to properly frame aggressive, which is why I think it really is time for Apple to start looking at bigger sensors and pixel binning, which is just gonna be inevitable anyway when they wanna start supporting higher resolutions one day like 8K. Other than all that though, the camera system is a legit dream, especially the new macro mode on the pro models. I just keep wanting to macro all the things. And because of that A15 image signal processor and how fast it can round trip through all the compute engines from the GPU to the neural engines and back again, it still feels like the most camera camera to me, the most instant shutter, the most real time, the most what I see is what I get. Not like the computer is just spitting out an optimized image for me, but the computer is helping me, assisting me to get the image that's already in front of me. I didn't stick with a photographic style, something new that Apple introduced this year. I dig that Apple's experimenting with the equivalent of digital film stock. And I also like giving people who do want a more opinionated style of processing, something more pixel or galaxy-like, the option of setting it and forgetting it. But I'm still team hashtag no filter, and I enjoy boosting sat and crushing black my own damn self. And cinematic mode, one of the big highlight video features, is super interesting, but also just super early. And I think Apple's desire to make it available across all iPhone 13 models kept it from taking advantage of pro-specific hardware features like LiDAR, which means just like early versions of portrait mode photos, it still needs a ton of light to be at its best. You can still tell that in a year or several from now, it's gonna be way, way more flexible and more useful, especially the core technologies like changing bokeh or focal point in post. Those are phenomenal. And especially, especially when the world has fully stopped ending and I'm out and about so I can cinematic mode more than just the things that are in my studio. So now the big question, which iPhone 13 should you get? Well, after using them all in rotation, 
and thinking about it a lot, like a lot, a lot for the last three months, here's where I've landed. Get the iPhone 13 Pro. The combination of battery life and camera system for its size is remarkable. I'd recommend the 13 Pro as anyone's default, anyone's starting position here. Now, if the iPhone 13 Pro is just too much money for you, even with trade-ins or upgrade plans or over however many years you typically keep your phone, then get the iPhone 13 non-pro, regular, no adjective. You lose the adaptive refresh display, the telephoto camera, macro mode, LiDAR, and a few other bells and whistles, but you still get a ton of iPhone for just a little less cash. If you really only wanna use your phone as a phone and you want it to fit in your change pocket or clutch and being productive when you're away from your Mac or iPad is the last thing you want, get the iPhone 13 mini. Hell, if you love you some small phone, there probably won't be an iPhone 14 mini, so grab the iPhone 13 mini while you can and hang on for just as long as you can. And if you do want all those pro bells and whistles, the biggest display possible and the longest battery life currently available, like the iPhone is your primary computing platform or just your on the go everything, then get the iPhone 13 Pro Max. And if you intend to shoot a lot of HDR video, especially ProRes video, seriously consider the one terabyte model because damn. And if you wanna get just a bit higher price model or storage tier than your budget would otherwise allow, cutting your phone bill in half has never been easier thanks to today's sponsor, Ting. You can get talk and text for just 10 bucks a month, 12 gigabytes for 35 bucks, unlimited from 45. Whether you use two or 20 gigabytes a month, you can find the absolute perfect plan for you and your family with Ting. And Ting works with all the iPhones 13, Pixel 6, the Galaxy flips and folds, pretty much anything you can put a SIM card in. Plus you get access to the best nationwide coverage in America, as well as Ting's award-winning customer service. It's legit never been easier to switch. Just go to renee.ting.com to check out the plans and see how much you can save, because it could be a lot. And because you're watching this video, you'll also get $25 off. Just click the link below or go to renee.ting.com and get $25 off. Clicking on that link really helps out the channel and so just click on this playlist above for more, way more on all the iPhone 13s and everything Apple has coming your way next. Just hit up that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.